Hey, Editor Rob here with a quick disclaimer. There are a number of graphic descriptions and very adult themes in this episode related to the 2003 Korean film Old Boy. In addition, there are major spoilers for this movie and minor spoilers for a few other 10-plus-year-old American movies. So, if you're worried about spoilers for old movies you're definitely going to watch but just haven't gotten to yet, tread carefully. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Oh, he dies again. Oh, I can still see the tentacle moving from out of his mouth. No, That's what makes me think that... I mean, I think it's like... Why did he just pass out? He didn't do anything. That he didn't make it very far. It's a good way to start the episode. Mm. I don't I know, know what my life you is. You got a friend in me. That's that's not public domain. That's definitely copyrighted too. Ah, <laughs> uh, the copyright. There's my Randy voice copy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh no. Well, it's copyrighted now. Randy. 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 <laughs> Look at that centipede go. Where is he? Oh my god, I hate this. What is happening today? Do you wanna do you wanna just like wanna... I'm sorry, friend. No, no, gonna... no, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke oh. him that way. That's huge. Right? Jesus. That's what she way. said. For those of I'm you I'm so afraid I'm gonna be attacked. Also, they're so fast, so like Well, he's moving kinda slow, which is what scares me. He's waiting to strike. For well, those, I'm I for feel those like centipede that was in my bathroom. All right, while we're letting Charlie get settled, what? I would like to welcome welcome you all to what brought us here. Could be the today. last episode if this keeps going. For yeah. those of you who aren't watching, which is everyone, <laughs> yeah. Charlie is trying to capture a giant centipede with a dustpan. House centipede. House centipede with a dustpan. Stay tuned. I'm, it's Where'd it go? Looks, it went behind the he bike. He looks to be making a move towards the bicycle. It's more scary that I can't find it now. This is what we get for for agreeing to do this in the shed. Now, Garrett, you once wrangled these house centipedes professionally. Can you tell us about some of your experiences? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, it's definitely a period in my life I really want to revisit right now. Um, well, what you do... Charles? Charles? Yes? Charles? Yes? <laughs> do you have a cup? Uh, no, I just have this dustpan. <laughs> do you have... Okay, so what I would do... Well, I don't know if that... Would you it, flip it over? By the time you get him to the door, he will be up your shoulder. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this game. <laughs> I, I think we're recording too, right? We are. Oh, Jesus. Centipede Wrangler. That's such a random prof- profession. I know. I'm actually looking for a job right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna smash? Are you gonna smash the guitar on the centipede? It's just—it's just gonna make me feel safe. Now <laughs> I'm just gonna hold it. On that note, why don't we head over to our temperature check? Since we're kind of <laughs> in the realm of feelings right now, anyway. Uh, feelings, Charles. I'm feeling. How, <laughs> let's give us. How are you feeling today? You—you well, you first. <laughs> I think I think it's different than it was last week because last week I think I was on on a high or last episode I was on a high and things were good and I was happy. It's different and, than it was last minute. Actually, <laughs> I was gonna say I came into this everything was good. I took two of my nephews to a hockey to their respective hockey games today. Things were great. And okay, then, you gotta talk into the microphone. And then um, we're still learning, everybody. <laughs> and then there's the centipede. So it's pretty big it's just so big that i'm actually kind of afraid of it and it's the second centipede i've seen in a very short period of time like i had one at my house the other day so i don't know why i think i'm irrationally afraid of centipedes so no they're pretty freaky. so my temperature is not in a good place right now uh, house centipedes actually don't i don't it's either they can't or they don't hurt humans great but Wonderful. they can crawl on them they can crawl on them <laughs> yeah there's just too many legs 
a hundred of them. <laughs> Too many legs. Uh, but overall, in all seriousness, sorry. I think I'm okay. I don't know what to do with my life. Let's just ask Gary. Garrett, how are you today? I'm good. Um, it's hey, a great departure from where I'm at. Yeah, well, the centipede is much closer to you than it is to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the more immediate danger. I'm just going just gonna to hit think, it with this guitar. I think once I see it pass you, I will. my temperature will slowly start to rise. Or whatever, whatever it does when it gets... Uh, I wanted to say that the other day I finished watching Shit's Creek. Mm. Like I finished like the, the series finale, season six. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I haven't watched that last season yet. I haven't watched the last season either. Yeah. I haven't made it past Cabaret yet. Oh my god, that's, that's such a good one. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but it got. I got a little emotional. Is the centipede there? No notebook. Have the notebook ready. Oh, <laughs> and. <laughs> The no, I was trying to do it in a way that didn't interrupt the show, but apparently that's impossible right now. <laughs> my my mind isn't centered anymore. Wait, row, row, boat? row your boat. Oh no, never mind. Gently down the stream. I hate you so much. Merrily, merrily. So I was, <laughs> I was, I got emotional watching Shit's Creek, but uh, I had to hold it together because, like. I had to watch it in our living room and my mom was like in the kitchen. So I, I that's the probably the only reason I didn't, the waterworks didn't come. Uh, I, I'm sure if I was like locked in my room and like literally just locked my door, I'd, I would have, I would have cried. I'm not yeah. crying, mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it was a beautiful moment. And I'm, uh, I'm, I think Shit's Creek really deserved to win all those Emmys. Congrats, Shit's Creek. You guys rock. Yeah. I guess hope that, hopefully that answered my question, answered your question. Yeah. Rob, what's your temperature today? Um, well, I am at a nice, even temperature. Uh, this is my, not counting editing, this is my third podcast-related event this week. And that's actually been super cool um, because we did the doing thing thing for the part of our podcast and we also then i also then was recording a different podcast but it's just been fun because i just get to hang out with all my friends and well isn't isn't it nice when your friends can actually follow through with the concept that we've come up for our art form yeah (laughs) and actually do what we're supposed to yeah (laughs) are we referring to the thing we did a couple nights ago yeah because what brought us here this week is we watched a foreign film with no subtitles, and had to try to guess what it was about when it was over. And holy crap, you guys, did we n- <laughs> not, we were not ready for what was coming. Does anyone want to, so I'll start off by introducing the movie. Wait, can I intro the intro? Sure. Can I intro what you told us? Sure. And then you can go to, I think, because you probably knew even maybe just a tad more than we did. But, but also, props to your friend uh, who picked out this movie for like the perfect, the perfect, perfect movie, I think. Yeah. I think this was I, a... And I think, too, for like the October feels and everything else, yeah. it fell right in. And then we decided we were going to watch it on a Friday night. We just had the, we had the right aura and ambiance for everything to go. But we yeah, decided... This is really fun. We decided this is what we we're going to do this week. This is, the, this is the message that we got we get from Rob, and I'm reading verbatim from our chat. I've got a movie, boys. Here is the information Jay have about it for your approval, <laughs> colon. <laughs> Proofread, Rob. Speak into the silver part. 2000, uh. 2003 South Korean neo-noir action psychological thriller film. Ha ha, there are some disgusting scenes. <laughs> I must admit. Uh, the, the last three messages from 2003 all the way through, I must admit, were forwarded from somebody else. <laughs> and then we just said, and I just said, well, I'm on board. <laughs> Enter Rob. Yeah. So I basically just texted my friend Haku, who is great. She's really good. We're going to link her stuff in the bio. She's the best film composer I've ever met. Um, anyway, we were looking for a film in a foreign language and my friend Haku is Korean. Sorry, she wanted me to shout her out as, and this is quoted from our 
messages. Uh, Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. So I asked her, I introduced the idea that we want to watch a movie without English subtitles. And I told her the more confusing, the better. She offered a couple and I said, so which one will leave us more lost if we couldn't understand a single word? I want to know as little as possible before we watch. So I'm trusting you on this one. And she recommended to me the South Korean neo-noir action psychological thriller film called Old Boy, which it is a very strange, uh, very twist-laden movie. It's it's artistic to somebody. <laughs> the, I think the thing that we agreed on when we finished the movie is that it was well done. Oh, it, it was a good film. It was a good movie. The yeah. visuals were really good. It was very, very like, striking. It was very like Tarantino. Is that what we kind of I came up with? I, every time something happened, especially for an Asian film at the time period, because it was a 2003 movie, the, the Tarantino vibes were so apparent, especially because there's one point where somebody points at someone and then a dotted line appears between yeah. that oh, and the yeah. end of the fingertip like, and the front of the guy's face. And that's a di- that's like a direct homage to Pulp Fiction, where she's like, "You're such a square." And that oh no. Um, and also keep in mind that this is 2003 South Korea. South Korea obviously this year just became the first foreign film to win Best Picture for Parasite, and this is a little before that where they're growing into the film superpower that they are now because <clears throat> the same director that did Parasite also did Snowpiercer, which was a movie that gained a lot of traction. In the U.S. with Chris Evans, that's a that's a good movie too. I'm gonna watch Parasite tonight. It's go on. Um, Yeah, (laughs) talk. We don't have enough time for that. (laughs) Yeah, so let's get into. So we began watching the movie, no subtitles, but let's just kind of go through what we thought the plot was, and then we'll talk about what the actual plot is. (laughs) Is this where I should break out my notes? Yeah, break out break out the notepad. I I came to Garrett's house with a yellow notepad <laughs> and I walked in the door and they both looked at me and they're like, Oh, we're not messing who, around. Who, but WB Mason. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know, WB Mason, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> I just winked, but you can't see that. Love your product. Yeah. You <laughs> we're using it. Or at least your regular sized yellow paper. It's pad. a nice notepad and it, it looked like it fit a lot of notes over the two hours that we watched. I kind of gave up after 45 minutes and then came back in because there are three things written in huge letters. That's where I came back in near the end where I definitely needed to remember these things. Yeah. So what I want to do is we go through the notes is let's talk through the movie as we thought it happened. Well, this is this is the beginning. Okay. Yeah. okay. We good? I'm good. Everybody? I'm, I'm great. Let's go. <laughs> absurd already oh my god <laughs> it's like the beginning of atlantis and i don't want you to be confused because this visual happens twice okay okay guy with dog held over building by his tie right yeah. by his tie you can translate them into sentences too no that's, that's i don't okay. think that's as fun <laughs> i already translated that because the original thing i wrote here was dog guy held over building <laughs> all right Get along, children. As, lo- as long as our listeners understand what we're saying, then that's that was, all that matters. That was the opening visuals. Yes, we saw so, a guy holding another guy over the side of a building by his tie and thought he was about to kill him or, like, let him go. So he fell off the yeah, building. Yeah, and that boy, that guy, the guy being held by the tie also was holding a dog. What? Is that a dog? Wow, this is really starting <laughs> oh, with a bang. <laughs> He's gonna drop him off the building. Next thing I have written is random guy in rough shape. Mm -hmm. I think that ends up being our main character. He is in a jail, a police station. Yeah, he's in a police station. He looks drunk. Yes. Some kind of drunk or high. Yeah, he's <clears throat> absolutely insane and snapped. And he's causing a scene. And there is like a cast of characters that comes in and out. They beat him up a couple times. Then the officers beat him up a couple times. Yeah. And then yeah. he has They at least are some weird trying reaction. to calm him down in a pretty violent way. He has at one point he has angel wings, like strap on <sighs> angel wings oh, on yeah. and he's like dancing around. Then I have lawyer question mark <laughs> which yeah. 
It turns out he was not a lawyer. But we did. The person we assumed th- to be the lawyer at the time. He had a fun shirt. He had this like yeah. pullover shirt. He looked like a party guy. Yeah. When that guy came in, you knew he was. You could tell it crossed cultural boundaries. Where he was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, my friend's crazy." <laughs> he like bailed him out and took him out of the. Well, yeah. Well, what I saw was a guy that comes to the station, says a couple things. Obviously, we don't know what it is. And then the guy who was allegedly getting arrested just like ran out through the door and into a phone booth. And I'm like, is this how the justice system worked in South Korea? You just get another guy to say a few things and, and you then, can go home. And then I have, in quotation marks, drunk, quote, uh-huh. drunk, end quote, man disappears. Is this his one phone call except it's outside of the prison? No, that's just a payphone, Garrett. Yeah, this is pre, uh, pre-smartphones, at least. Early cell phones. We might be in clamshell flip phone day. And Charlie called it. Oh, I bet the camera pans around and he's gone. I was literally like, I've seen movies. He's going to be gone. <laughs> There's no way he turns around and he's I've still there. I've seen movies. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going somewhere. So then I have prison question mark, but looks like a bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a very well-made, elaborate... It's a nice prison. ...like solitary confinement situation, but it had a television and a shot and like a bathroom. It did. It had like a full bathroom. Oh, it was kind of like a hotel room. It was like a micro hotel room. But it was also... Yeah, but it was also solitary confinement. Like you couldn't leave. Yes. And he got his dinner through a sliding door at the bottom yes. of yeah. the door to the room. Yes. And there was some weird painting on the wall... That he kept staring at. Mm-hmm. That kind of looked like him. Which I still don't... That's a visual thing that I just... Yeah. I guess and also, I just... this this sequence was weird for us. Because it it, it, it kept appearing like he had committed suicide. And oh. that he was getting... Dr- oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Sorry. Oh, we're not there yet. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. You just can't... Ant crawling out of skin, question mark? Well, that's awful. Okay. Ant crawling out of skin goes into notes. That was before... So we still don't, whatever, with the ants. And the ants come back. And the one challenge about watching a film where you don't know what's being said is that you don't know what kinds of things to focus on that might be important. The so ants the, seemed like a big deal. The ants seemed like a big deal because they showed up a few times. So we spent a lot of the movie being like, where, where, where are the ants? Yep. Shouldn't there be more ants? There also are, can I keep going on the death thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's our shared podcast. You no, can I'm, do whatever I'm, you want. I'm trying to. I just have. This, I'm trying to keep to your notes. Um, you're still well within it. I only backed Garrett up because I had a point in the middle. Okay. Um. So he goes and he like punches a TV screen, and then we think he might stab himself with a glass, or he might get electrocuted. We're not sure, but he well, dies wasn't again. Wasn't the mirror first? Didn't he use oh, the mirror, mirror before yeah. the? Because t- there was the mirror, then there was the TV screen. Then my next note is dying multiple times? Question mark. Blood on rug question mark. I think that's the same guy. Yeah, it's the guy that just died. So maybe he wasn't dead. Maybe they just took him out to heal his wounds. No, that guy was dead. So this is back in time? I know, but is he gonna die again now? Oh, no, he's out. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing something else. Oh. Okay, that's definitively the same guy every oh, yeah. time. You see the blood all over the floor? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Wait. <laughs> so he's... Or they're at least... He's, he's at least passing out a lot. At least they're attempts at suicide. Uh, yes. At a minimum. We think he's attempting suicide. Or we're successful and they keep bringing him back to life. Right. Why are you doing that? Is this a suicide attempt? No. Oh, he's trying to escape. Hey, Shawshank. Yeah, bye, 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 bye. You put it behind the poster. Oh, he's just tattooing himself. Okay. I thought oh, he's, yeah, 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 where's the poster? This guy pulls a reverse Shawshank. And he escapes what we think is a prison. At the beginning of the movie. Except there was also no poster. Just, well, you know. there was a poster in the room, but he didn't but dig it behind over. the poster. He dug it behind a bed. Right. For years. It took him years to dig it because you have like these weird visuals in the back of like Princess Diana and some other stuff and some other striking images of 
mass casualty events in the world. <laughs> we're right. like, oh, you couldn't get away with this in an American film. Uh, let's see. Evil looking woman with bell. So this is where the movie really starts to get going. <laughs> is that there is a... Do you have anything about witch or anything? Is there any more thing else about her? I just skipped to escape. <laughs> okay. There's an evil looking woman standing over him. Uh, we have no idea who she is. She kind of comes in a dream state. And she's in a reddish dress, which should be a red herring to anybody. And all of a sudden, she puts a bell in front of his face. There's a an implication of hypnotization. And all of a sudden, he's on the roof. He's on a roof. A roof. In a trunk, like a silk-lined trunk. Uh-huh. And he's now in a suit. And is thus, be- what is this movie? And thus begins Charlie's film-long theory <laughs> that does not that he does not admit is incorrect until the credits start rolling. I, I mean, I oh. so my theory, and I think this is a perfect time for my theory, it, because I did, I was, I was set on this, especially because I have seen movies <laughs> like this. If you've stu- if you've seen it, you know this trope. That all of a sudden he was awakened from a dream state. Now he's being hypnotized. And oh, he's on a roof. And it's a weird Donnie Darko situation. And blah, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden the end of the movie comes. And oh, we've been in the room the whole time. Yes. Well, this was actually a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Was it though? We don't know. Yes. I thought it was really good. I think he's out. Uh, He he might be out, yeah. How do you do that? Guys. Oh. I don't think he's out. I I think he's still in the room. Probably. I've seen enough movies. So skipping ahead. So let's skip let's skip through a lot of my notes cuz then there's this guy with the dog is still hanging over the side of the thing. Uh our our protagonist saves his life. There's some weird conversation that obviously we can't understand. It seems to be a heart to heart of some sort. Oh, saves man's life with stupid dog. Plot twist. Because Charlie really wanted that dog to die. I don't like Bichons. <laughs> See, that's not the kind of dog I'd be upset if it died. Oh like, the I Am Legend dog. I was oh, that was oh, rough. No. That's rough like that thing? Yeah. My grandmother has three of them. I'm over those. <laughs> he saves his life. Then our protagonist walks out of the building. But then you see the man with the dog. And also very guy fairy. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fall off the building and hit the roof of a car. But our protagonist never looks back because the badass smiles. has never looked back. He actually smiles. So I'm like, what? Mm. Remember? Yeah. He, he, he didn't look back, he but he heard it. And then he like, had some weird, creepy smile. At that point, as he's leaving the room, then he goes and he fights a couple of guys, like total Tarantino oh, style. Yeah. He like 1v5s a group of thugs. And then... At the end of that fight sequence, he finds himself in a sushi restaurant. Well, some guy gives him a phone before that. Some yeah. guy gives him a phone and a wallet full With of, a lot of money. lots of money yeah. in South Korean currency. One. Then he's at the sushi restaurant. He sees an attractive young maiden who is his server. Then he gets some live octopus. And then all of a sudden, he just starts shoving it down his face and then passes out <laughs> in the yes. restaurant. And the, there's a very fun visual of, like, the tentacle still squirming because it's live while he's, like, down on the thing. And then he comes to, and he's in this woman's apartment. The the server. Yes. Then there's some very intense scenes of some... Attempted sexual assault? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not Against great. the woman. Against yeah. the woman. It's weird. We didn't feel very comfortable... When we saw it, especially because we don't know at all what happened, and you just see that visual, so it was uh, it was very disturbing for this, us. This is really interesting because, like, she was on the toilet, and then he, he, he just, just he in. just barged in and tried to assault her, and then she fought it off, and he ran out, and then she came back into the room and started comforting him, like got all close to him and started like snuggling up to him. So then, like, the, hey, what kind of people are you? Then there blossoms a love story between our protagonist and the server lady. And then there's some weird side fight scenes where he gets to go back to the prison thing. Yeah. So as they're moving, then they begin to try and find his apparently lost memory. And when he was in the jail, then they were feeding him dumplings. Okay. Here's a theory. He had like some dumplings somewhere. 
This is all just food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, dumplings are significant, because he keeps eating dumplings, right? Yeah. Maybe he wants to know where the dumplings he was fed at the prison were from. Ooh, that's a good thought. So he can track down who did this to him. By the way, having a part of your movie where someone can track down a place based on the taste of dumplings is literally the most Asian thing <laughs> I can it think kind of. Is, yeah. But it was yeah. awesome. It was, it was yeah. pretty good. It was pretty Made me great. want dumplings. It's pretty great. But yeah, that was my theory. And I guess it was right. I, I'm pretty sure it was right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then he goes there and he's going to attack all the people there. Mm-hmm. And he does. Yep. And he uses a claw hammer. <laughs> To pull out the guy's teeth. Oh, yes. yeah. This is one of those. <laughs> no. Wait, were they like doing the same experience? Oh, no. Oh, God. No. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. No, no, no. One of those. Is... To, I, I couldn't look. I think I stopped watching. Oh, oh great musical choice. Oh, oh, oh. oh no. It was intense. Yeah. He took, <laughs> he took the back part of a hammer and he takes out. Teeth, and then there's a very Tarantino scene where they're following him down the hallway as he's still trying to fight off this group of people down the hallway. He doesn't really win. He gets stabbed in the back, but then he does win. He does win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He he, you really think he's about to lose? Then he gets up. Then there's more people in an elevator. Then he kills them all. And I just want to mention. I I think this is where i start really thinking uh, having this theory where or we kind of all did but i was like oh i think that's right where the purpose of him being in the hotel room or the jail or solitary whatever was to try and like create make him into some kind of superhuman like yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like jason Bourne, like oh that's right you were big in the Bourne. i was big into that i was like i think this is some kind of experiment where they're trying to create like uh like and like in, in super strong or like amazing fighters or whatever. So it's like some conspiracy thing. I'm watching for this. I've been watching for the centipede like this whole time. I don't know. I just <laughs> haven't like seen a, it. I just heard like a banging sound outside. I'm, yeah. I, there's like, I got I'm getting a weird haunted vibe today. I'm not loving this. Happy October, everybody. <sighs> um, so then. Is it then? Well, then, the, oh, so he the somehow scene? gets outside, but because he's bleeding from the back, he like, he passes out in a crosswalk. Not the best place to pass out. <laughs> and this guy with a flashy smile, ob- objectively handsome man with a flashy smile is like, oh, I'll help you. Let me put you in a cab. Good looking guy. And But that's how you knew. You're like, oh, this guy seems like trouble. You, you kind of note at that time that he's one of the people that he, that seemed to be running or overseeing the jail when he was there. But then this is where it gets confusing. And I think a lot of it is language barrier issue, too, because obviously we couldn't understand it. Yes. And now they're telling us all the important things that we can't understand. Yeah, this is, this is important. Yeah, this is really important. <laughs> if we could hear what was going on right now, we'd, we'd know be the like, whole movie. oh, man, no way. We'd know the whole movie. Yeah. And also the relationship with the woman. Like, like there was a part where he was like. There's a lot of times where he was trying to have so, sex with her and she didn't want to. And then he was like beating her or something, or like he didn't oh, trust her or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what happened is that I th- I think that he then thought she was a traitor, in like that classic movie trope of where I thought it was, like where she's a bad guy but she's actually a good guy and falls in love with him, kind of like, uh, Vesper in, uh, Casino Royale. The woman, yeah, the woman where it's like she was Royale. a bad guy working for the bad guys, but then he trusts them, um, and then they run off, and then she dies. Yeah. So then what? <laughs> Big spoiler. <laughs> what happens after that is he has another encounter with the the handsome man. They're talking, and at one point, the handsome man and his bodyguard, who's like this cool badass Jet Li type with white hair, he was cool looking, pulls the- out a remote. Oh thing. yeah, but because there was the hammer, and he was oh, because yeah, our protagonist is holding a hammer at the side of the face of the cool bad guy dude, yeah. and then the remote comes out. And we're like, well, what is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> um. So we had a couple of theories. One was that the remote controlled the main character, the super soldier, and the other was that. 
Did we have another theory? I don't think I even made a theory on it. I was like, I think nope, I he's thought, still definitely in the room. I think I thought <laughs> yeah. it was like a bomb to yeah. hold the woman hostage or something. Charlie was like, ah, none of this matters because he's still just in the room. He's, yeah. he's going to be in the room. He's going to think it's like an antidote or something. And then boom, guess what? He's in the room. I still don't think he's out. It'll be interesting to see who's right. Well, I mean, we're still not even halfway through, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was so yeah. set on that some, theory. Some, some kind of lifeline. Yeah. yeah. I think the woman is trying to reveal something to the main character and she has a flashback that involves an ant. So I have in big letters, ants are important to plot. Yeah, she's sitting on the subway train and she sees those like giant ants sitting in the seats. Yeah, there's... um. That was random. <laughs> yeah, there was like big humanoid ants. That was weird. I don't know if that I ever... I still don't know if that... And never related connects. to anything. And then there's a... Is that where the flashback happens? So then they is go... Is it while they're there that the flashback happens to when... They go on a search for information on the handsome guy. And then... There's, it seems like there's a flashback people, scene. They start zooming in on knees a lot. Oh, like yeah, the lot. knees. Because he's yeah, trying to identify yeah. someone by their knees. Yeah. But then the knees wow. is what parlayed into some weird flashback where you see the handsome man, apparently in his younger years. He's just the handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, whatever. And our like protagonist, him. in theory, in the younger years, smoking a lot of cigarettes. And then there's this visual of the main character or the younger version of the main character looking through a window and seeing the handsome man with some woman in a uh, in a compromised mm-hmm. sexual position. Yeah. And I thought it was the same woman who is currently with the main character yeah and we is this was this did this happen after the main sex scene did we even mention that i don't remember where the main sex scene happens it yeah. might have happened after this. so there is a main oh. sex scene somewhere around this time in the movie where the main character and the main female lead do get together and have a really awkward sex scene yeah and it lasts a long time, and there's a lot of things shown, and we're like, mm, Korea, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, because it's not an American film. Like, yeah. like European and Asian films are much more. We thought it was gratuitous, but it turned out to be important. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> in a few ways. Don't want to do that. Okay, so <laughs> I want to stop. No. So from there, we had established that there was get some. Get out of here! Get out of my shed. <laughs> Double shit. Yeah. Take your walk in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I'll get away from the caterpillar. So, And, uh, and you'll go be... towards that boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So at this point, we had established that... I, I think that the other theory was that the woman might have been so, some kind of relation to the main character in some way. The woman that the handsome guy's younger self was trying to have sex with. And I still thought he was just in the room. This was a lot harder than anticipated. But actually, I mean, I think we're lucky because there is a narrative. I think we're close. That's new death. I've stuck with my theory that he's still in the original box. I don't think so. But I was like, at the end of the day, it still doesn't matter. Yeah. Because he's still held captive. Very confusing dream sequence. Very well done, but it was very confusing. Um... I was going to say, and also there was that one scene where, like, the woman is tied up in the room and there's, like, a bunch of guys in there. I think that was after that. I think it was before that. But anyway. Yeah, she's tied up. So as we move forward, what happens next? This is where it all starts to mishmash. So then we're doing your classic action movie tropes where we reveal the villain's evil lair. They talk to the villain. The villain becomes a little bit unnerved. Are we there with the cool green water? Is there any important things that happen after that? I really don't think so because I think it's just back and forth action. Yeah. More training montage type thing. And then we get to the, all of a sudden there's like a gift. So there's a conversation. Basically, everyone that were on opposite sides become enemy of my enemy is my friend against the guy. Well, that's what we thought. Against oh, somebody dies that... via CD-ROM. Why did he break that CD? Oh, that's why he broke that CD. Okay. What? Oh, nice. <laughs> The handsome guy takes the CD and he crushes, crumples it up into basically a makeshift shiv, shiv, Um, and he stabs the guy to death, chokes him out. It was nuts. It was probably the most unique movie murder I have seen in a long time. Death by CD. And we're like, 
Well, that's why there are no longer CD. Yeah. That's why we moved that's to MP3s. We moved to <laughs> safety. Too many deaths by CD. Yeah. <laughs> um. So from there, then yeah, that was on the information gathering search. Yeah, so that was somewhere in there. So as we move forward, then now we've discovered the villain's evil lair, and we are gearing up toward that classic showdown. Good evil lair. Good evil. They evil go. Lair. He gets in the elevator. They go up together. The villain's just like there. Yeah. They walk in together. There's this thing with the buttons. They go up. Now the now he's monologuing. You've got me monologuing yeah. again. He's got the coolest closet I've ever seen. It parts in four ways. It like oh, it was so cool. It opens out in like because it was so an it open puts a plus room. sign in the middle. It was really cool. It was a big loft. Like the whole room is this massive loft, and it was a cube. Yeah, that just split four ways. Yeah, four corners, oh, so all cool. of them opening on forty-five angles. It was this sweet. Was, this was the section of the movie where it's just the three of us. When we were watching it, it was just the three of us like crushing on this like handsome bad guy. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, we're just he's, like he's so cool. <laughs> he was, well, so cool. yeah. And he then he comes out and he's wearing this awesome black suit. It was just the cleanest black suit with a nice crisp white shirt, nice skinny black tie. He's like, great. I was like, I don't care if he's the bad guy. He's got he's, a great sense of style. He's Pog. <laughs> he was. Good. We stand. <laughs> Hear that? Called back. Oh, call no. back. Sensible call back. Um, so then there's a thing with a cell phone, and they're going to call somebody, and he's like, hey, open this gift I got you. And then you you get a cutaway to the main woman we've been dealing with, and she's now with the guy with no teeth, and he's got a phone, and it seems like he's calling the person. It seems like the conversation is between the bad guy and the guy with no teeth. And she's got a, a gifty box that looks like our protagonist's gifty box. And they're obviously in different rooms in different locations. And he opens the gifty box. And I'm like, oh, because there was another gift box like a little while ago with somebody's hand in it. Yes. I was like, oh, I wonder yeah. if it's her head. But then they flip back to her and I was like, oh, well, it can't be her head. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, she's <laughs> clearly, all clearly not dead. So then he opens the box. Yeah. And it was actually better than a head. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> It was yeah. worse. So it was better in some ways. You're looking and worse enough. Then <laughs> all of a sudden they start looking at the photo booth and it's a picture of the main character with his family. Just cut in the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut in the audio. Oh, oh that's wild. Okay. It turns out that as we're flipping through the book, we begin to see his wife and his daughter through the years. Oh my god. Is he their son? No. And we begin she to see his, his daughter. daughter. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Maturing. Grow up. Yeah. Grow into up the young woman we've seen on screen. The yeah. Entire oh, time. And gross. she is. Oh, and the woman so that gross. he has come to have sex with and fall in love with and tried to rape was his daughter the whole time. It's still so fresh in my mind. Good stuff. Good stuff. So at that point, we're like, this can't get any crazier. <laughs> well, and then. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's still. Oh, man. But there's this still. Is a great ending. I mean, this is where all the weird stuff starts happening. He's like barking like a. The main character yeah, starts barking yeah, yeah. like a dog. He tries to kill the Jet Li looking guy. He successfully kills the Jet Li looking guy. So the handsome guy watches them, t- the two of them fight, and then the handsome guy actually just shoots his Jet Li assess- assistant guy in the head. Yep. For like no reason. Yep. Um, I missed that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just walked up. Yeah, oh, wait. All right. Do that. And then he, then he starts barking like a dog. The protagonist starts barking like a dog and doing some other weird things. And, and he's then, he's begging him for something. This can, information was really bad, and I, he wanted a way to forget it. He may, wanted a way to be reset into the box, or we thought possibly uh, just like killed. And I yeah. still think it's psychological torture, and that he's in the room. I think my theory is correct, though. You do? I do. In the box. He's in the box. You still think that? I still think that. It's like a total Inception type. Oh, I would hate that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so set on that. He's like, oh, this is crazy, and but none of it matters. So at that point. Oh, then all of a the sudden it? these scissors come from. Were they on him? They just on They were his... around. There were torture devices there was that were the, used. There were... Oh, that's right. Because he had like a. Yeah, he had, he had a cool Bond villain type. 
torture yeah. folio. And so he gets the, our main character gets the scissors and I thought he was going to try to stab him, but instead he starts saying a bunch of things and then he holds the scissors over our, his tongue and we're like, is he, is he about to cut <laughs> yeah. his tongue out? Yeah. Oh, and uh, oh, does he? Oh, no, 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 he threatens to cut his tongue yeah, out, and you're happens. like, he's not going to do nope. it. He's, and the, then the way that they're doing oh, the camera work, you're like, oh, he's nope. going to cut his tongue out. This is he's going to snip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I get it. <laughs> nope, don't like that. Oh, no. Nope, I'm good. Oh, God. Oh, and, and then is. they're screaming, and then his mouth is in the is in the river thing that's going through the apartment. <laughs> that's turning red. <laughs> uh, and then... And then the bad guy goes into an elevator. Oh, then there's yeah. the clicker thing. Yeah. So the bad guy goes to go in the elevator and he's now the also clicker. The, the clicker yes. thing from earlier is now in the hands of our good guy. And it's somehow now known that this clicker thing is really important. And he holds it out like it's going to do something. And he's pointing it and he's pointing it and he's pointing it and he hits the button. Click. It's just a laser. Pointer. And then the bad guy turns back and looks and nothing happens. And the elevator doors shut. And so we're at that point, we're like, oh, this was supposed to do like a thing. Um, and so then our main character is like in pieces. But then, well, let's and- talk about what the clicker actually did. Um, so the clicker turned oh, out to be. Right, 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 right. Oh, I forgot about this because this was the other play button for so a tape recording. Oh, it played the recording of them having sex. <laughs> it was so it was probably the most maniacal bad guy move I've seen in any movie ever. It was it was really messed up but it was fucking badass. Yes. Cuz the only things we knew about this movie at this point at a very minimum was something bad happened. This guy wanted revenge on our main character. He somehow was able to get the main character to have sex with his daughter and then recorded it. And then tricked him into playing it back for further psychological torture. At that moment, I was like, whatever I just watched, like, that's messed up. But it's so messed up that it's amazing. Like, that's so intelligent. That's just next level. So our handsome face man. Well, then. uh, Gets to the bottom of the elevator. Oh, and then there's the flashbacks. While he's on the elevator, handsome man is having flashbacks to, like, holding some woman over a dam. I think we think it was a dam. I think it's a dam. He's holding this woman over the dam, the woman that I thought was the guy's daughter, the main character's daughter, but apparently it's not. He's holding her, holding her, holding her, holding her, and then she falls. Uh, Which was so confusing to me. Striking juxtaposition between the guy that also fell near the beginning of the movie uh, with the dog. So it was all a very similar composition. Right, but the way that scene was like choreographed, it's like... He was clearly in a position to just pull her back over the side of yeah. the whatever. It but looks she like he was, doesn't have she much. Was, she and, was trying to fall. And yeah, and he was, like, upset that he was going to let her go. Like, it's just nothing made sense to me. Yeah, I don't. maybe she was further over the railing than we think. Like, if her buttocks was further over the railing, like, her body weight would have Well, he wasn't. he up. wasn't trying to pull her back. He was just crying and holding her, well, like, about to let her go. Like, as handsome as he was, he didn't look like he had upper body strength, and it looked like he had a little bit of scoliosis. So, he had okay. a little bit of a curve. So, we were like, oh, so she think, must want to die. Yeah. That's yeah. the only... So, then he gets to the bottom of the thing, and this was three years before The Departed, so I can't really yeah. like, make this... Um, con- but, all of a sudden... Then he shoots himself in the head when he yeah. gets to the bottom. Revenge plan like, well, fulfilled. Whatever it was, uh, he shot himself in the head, and now he's dead. And then all of a sudden, we're in like, the snow, yeah. in the forest. Some other random woman's there. She says some words, and then... It's oh, the witch, right? It's the witch again, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the red lady. Yeah. That's what I've been calling her. Red lady. <laughs> the handsome man and the red lady. <laughs> the red lady. And she does another thing, and then all of a sudden, the, the woman from the shop, who we now know as his daughter, is back. Then they embrace, and we're and uncomfortable. He, he smiles, and then the smile gets maniacal, not unlike the painting mm-hmm. from inside the room. And then we're like, is he, what's going on? And then it ends. Now, that was what we thought it was, and we were like, oh, we yeah, definitely he... missed some stuff, but it can't get that much more nuts. He also didn't wake up in the room. So ultimately, computer, I knew my plot was incorrect. <laughs> Sorry. So here's a general 
idea of the main plot that puts some of the other things together. Um, I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but thanks to Wikipedia for giving us a, a pretty good synopsis that filled in a lot of the other plot points that we missed. So the main character is named Ode Su, and in 1988, he was arrested for drunken, drunkenness, and he missed his daughter's fourth birthday. He eventually gets picked up at the, at the police station, but then it turns out that he, when he disappears, he is apparently kidnapped, and he wakes up in the hotel room that we were talking about. He uh, learns that his wife has been murdered, and he's the prime suspect, so he's put in the jail. He is in there for 15 years, and there's a really good montage that shows you the passage of time through major events through the 90s and the 2000s, including the World Trade Center falling, and there was another major... The change of power in oh, North Korea. Right. It also showed um, the memorial to Princess Diana. Like There was a lot of really striking images that I don't know that American cinema would have used at that time, especially the World Trade Centers with how close in time that would have been. So from here, we actually do pretty well. He is hypnotized. It is a new century. And he wakes up on a rooftop and he does attempt to save the man. The man with the dog says, even though I am no better than a beast, don't I have the right to live? Anyways, he continues to seek his revenge. And from here, it's pretty good. He goes to the restaurant, uh, the attempted sexual assault. All of that pretty much happens. Uh, The woman's name is Mido. And Mido is like, oh, I'm interested in you, but we don't know each other, so we shouldn't be intimate, which makes it even weirder. Basically, the way that we saw that awkward attempted sexual assault scene work, that's kind of how it it works. It turns out that Desu, our main character, is searching for his daughter and the prison as well. Um, And he's trying to find the daughter, but he leads to a dead end. Um, he does find out he was imprisoned for talking too much, and we said talking too much. That doesn't make that much sense. So we find out that the handsome man is named Lee Woo Jin. Woo Jin, it turns out this remote that he was talking about, this whole meeting that they had where he introduced the remote, the idea was that, that Woo Jin would kill himself if Daesu, our main character, uncovered why he was imprisoned. But why would the remote kill him? And the reason the remote would kill him is because he was told that it was the remote to his pacemaker. Pressing the button would shut down the pacemaker, throwing him into cardiac arrest, and he would die. Brilliant. People were so gullible Mm. in the early 2000s. (laughs) So here's the part where it gets really kind of extra layer nuts. Because we were trying this whole time to figure out why Wu Jin had this big vengeance plot. We thought maybe they were in love with the same woman, and then he had the daughter with the other woman we're like maybe it's the girl we we really were confused so it turns out and this is where it gets super nuts Wu Jin the girl the younger girl that he was attempting to have sex with in the flashback scene was his sister his own sister yes Wu Jin's own sister um so he was attempting to commit incest himself and the sister at that point was was complicit Yeah, she was like half like, oh, no, we shouldn't do this. Oh, okay. don't stop. Yeah. Um, And we did gather that at the time, but we didn't figure out why. So it turned out that the whole reason this was the case was because he was trying to get back at him. Because what happens afterward is that the incest is exposed by Daesu to the rest of the school. Because Daesu sees it. Yeah. And... Everybody finds out, and that's why the sister decides to kill herself. And Because he talked too much. Yeah, and that is why he was imprisoned, because he talked too much. So this entire situation was because of that. After that, I think we actually did a pretty good job. I mean, then everything else is basically spot on. Yeah. We learned that, the, that then there was a 15-year plot that Wu Jin creates to imprison him. He imprisons our main character on the main character's daughter's first birth or fourth birthday and then keeps him there for 15 years. years until he is able to get out and until she is old enough that she's unrecognizable and then has hypnotized both of them so that she doesn't realize anything and that she falls in love when she sees him at the restaurant and he falls in love with her when she sees him. So then after that, at the very end of the movie, this scene, there are a couple of chairs in the scene and we're trying to figure out what happens. So the hypnotist witch lady, the red lady, as we've been calling her, (laughs) 
is in this scene we were talking about, and we didn't figure out exactly why she was there. She was just kind of talking to him, and then she jiggles the bell a little bit, if you know what I mean. And so, well, and that was, and that was all after the big reveal. Yeah, that he hatched this fifteen-year plan to make him have sex with his own daughter, so that he would know how it felt to be in love with his own blood and have that taken away from him. Yeah. So, Desu decides to ask the hypnotist to erase his memory of ever finding out that this was his daughter was the person that he was in love with. So she supposedly agrees and hypnotizes him into forgetting that. But then what happens is she disappears and it becomes unclear whether or not she actually was ever there in the first place, which then explains Desu breaking into the wide smile um, and then getting that creepy pained look that makes it unclear whether or not he still knows that that is his daughter or not because they clearly are back together at the end of the movie yeah it was a very inception cliffhanger where it's you know i'm sure there's some other things that might lead us to a better conclusion um like there are some clues christopher nolan left like one little teensy clue at the end of inception so that you could figure out what the real truth is if you look hard enough and watch it enough times but this i don't think that we would even be able to figure it out whether or not she uh, the hypnotist was there or even if she was if she actually undid his memories yeah and we we were pretty dumbfounded I mean, it was. It yeah, was I think wet. we were. Mo- I remember we were mostly impressed that this guy waited 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's by the way. It did make him a little less cool. No, that's a full cooked revenge plot. It wasn't this haphazard. Let me get it together in two weeks, maybe a month. Years. He was like, yeah. you know what? I'm I'm pretty pissed about this. So I'm gonna just we're gonna go all in. By the way, uh, this episode is sponsored by Patience. Patience. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served patiently. That's what they say, right? Yeah, I think patience. that's it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. Yeah. It was so impressive, though. Thanks, patience. So what brought us here was that South Korean movie. <laughs> yeah, um, which was just absolutely insane. It, I have to say, very positive reviews on the movie itself. It's very well made. There's a lot of really cool shots. Um, a lot of homages to other directors. It is largely Tarantino-based, but there are a lot of other interesting shots and ideas. The cinematography is cool because it. yeah. it's like very sharp, bright colors, right? It's very nuanced, even yeah, for 2003. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been Artsy. a little much for 2003. It fits much mm-hmm. more with the current day, which is really cool. Yeah. It aged very well. Yeah. I mean, 17 years ago, so. Well done. All right. Um, Thanks, so, South Korea. Yeah, I mean, from there, we're going to have a very natural segue to our shower song of the week so we can cleanse ourselves of the... Yeah, um, to get us back on track. Nice segue. To, to get our heads out of the psychological gutter. I actually intended to not have a segue, so... That was pretty good. Yeah, the fact that I got near one is That was pretty good. Thanks for that. I actually liked that segue. But yeah, we'll leave it to Garrett. Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Throw in a Maggie Rogers song oh, for uh, for our shower song of the week. Do you know Maggie Rogers? No, but I'm about to. Yeah, you are. I love Maggie Rogers. Um, what's the one we're doing? We're we're doing wrong. Are we doing light on that we're practicing? We've, we've jammed on. I don't remember. Uh, that's a good one. I think I'm gonna go with. The, she has a song on her album, "Heard It in a Past Life," which the whole album's just a masterpiece. Um, it's called "Burning," and I think it's the penultimate song on the album. And uh, just but at, literally like every song. Check out that album. Like Light On is great. Alaska's on there. There's a really cool Maggie Rogers has a really cool story. Um, she was in a master class with Pharrell. What? Yeah, it was just she was a student. Pharrell was hosting this master class, and people were playing him their produced songs. And there is a there is a video on YouTube that went viral of young Maggie Rogers. She's like 21 years old or something, sitting next to Pharrell, playing him her song, Alaska, that she has produced by herself. And you could just see Pharrell, and he's blown away. Mm. And it's just a really cool video. And Maggie Rogers is just such a cool artist to me because, um, for a few reasons. One, because uh, she ha- her whole vibe is like, she'll take some like natural sounds like from nature, like organic sounds, and infuse them with you know, more electronic stuff, so pop elements. Um, so she has a really unique sound. 
Uh, second of all, I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but I think Maggie Rogers is such a cool artist. Um, if you watch uh, live videos of her on YouTube, she is dancing like she would just dance in her room. And I think that's super awesome. And it just like captures the soul of what it is to like love what you do and specifically love making music. And she has this like Janis Joplin, like Stevie Nicks yeah, energy to definitely. her when she when you see her like perform live. And it's just so cool. Maggie Rogers, you'll never hear this, but you rock. Uh, check out that album. Burning is a song I've been listening to listening to a lot. So there's it. That was that. Now that we've been cleansed of old boy. Yeah. Into Meg. Oh, and also, she, when you hear her talk, she has this adorable lisp. And she's such a nerd. And I just love it. <laughs> Good energy. Good energy. Good vibes. Unlike old boy. No incest here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Got I don't know. Cut. There's a way for us to transition off. How do we transition out? I think we just row, rap. We do a hard row, rap. Row your boat. <laughs> Gently <laughs> I would like to thank you all for stopping by with us today for this episode. It's really been a treat. Um, I I will say I do want to spend a little bit of time. I know that we're way over time, but I think it's okay. I want to spend a little time just talking about this activity in general, which was watching a foreign film and trying to figure out the plot. It was a blast. And just the idea of it, it's a really great thing that you can do with your friends. We're talking about doing it again with a larger group when things are safer um, so that we can try and have the same experience and find more weird movies and try and follow along with what's going on. Um, And it's great to just kind of like talk with each other and riff off of it. And especially with a lot of people, then you really get a bunch of minds going and it's really fun and really funny. Especially because it was a movie we could talk through that. I think that was the really fun part is it wasn't as if it was in our language and now you're ruining the dialogue for other people because then you're going to miss other things. It was that we are based on body language, based on cinematography, mm-hmm. based on context, trying to figure out these other things and bring it all together and, and and formulate something different. So I think it's a really fun. So while this episode was really heavy in the content of what we saw and watched and how we interpreted it, the main the main thing that you should take from this is watch something random with your friends and just see if you guys can figure it out. Even if it's, even if you put an American movie on mute or something yeah. uh, and try to figure it out. I think it was really fun. And we it was fun. Yeah. I, I second that for sure. Like my favorite part about it was being able to like, not being afraid of missing dialogue. If we talk to yeah. each other, mm-hmm. I, that is, and that we, really the other thing we did fun. is we purposely chose a language that none of us know at all. Because like if we did French or Spanish or a couple of other languages, we would be able to pick out some words here and there and be able to piece together the story. This was totally in another language so that we had no idea. We couldn't follow the dialogue at all and not even like the speaking cadence. We, we didn't even get the names of the characters. So try it at home. And after you've tried it at home... Come back and listen to us next week. Yeah, we, do that. When we find out what brings us here next time. So again, thank you so much for watching. I do want to have a couple of shout outs for watching? you while you're watching with your ears this show. Um, I want to shout out our really amazing illustrator. You can find him at draw underscore dropping underscore. His name is Jay. He's a fantastic artist. Check him out commission him additionally i would like to again thank princess consuela banana hammock also known as uh, haku did i meet haku in ireland you did meet haku. yes and haku. uh she's super cool again her music is incredible she's possibly the most talented musician i've ever met and i've met a lot of really talented musicians so yeah is there anyone else we want to shout out wb mason patience um, yeah patience <laughs> shout out to garrett for not actually falling asleep during old boy yeah. I almost did. I'm the um, worst. Yeah, but thank you very much for listening to us. It's been really fun to talk to you again and find out what brought us here. Um, bye. Bye. editing it in from now on.
I thought you were doing the one thing and then you were gonna use it all the time. Am I doing this stuff? I thought you were doing it every time. Oh. And then I, I fit it And then you were going to re-edit. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh. What Brought Us Here is a Rob Taylor Music production. It's produced by Rob, with two Bs, Taylor, Garrett, Healy, with one T, and Charlie D. Our theme song is written and produced by Rob Taylor and Garrett Healy, featuring me, Charlie D. You can follow us on Instagram at what brought us here pod. See you next time.